when when I was we were raising our two kids, it, there was that those moments where it was like you weren't allowed. It was like something came in. I don't know necessarily call it death, but it had its quality of time is short, mm-hmm. and it would come in pretty quick and just kind of eliminate any kind of um, wasting time when it came to kids. Yeah. Right, or be marginalizing something in there. Because you're only going to be able to do this once. Right, and it changes so fast. Right, right, and they change so Even fast. Even when you're in the midst of it. Yeah. 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 So you're constantly talking to Anna about adapt. that this morning. Right. right. So Here's even your idea sense. of who your kid is dies several times yeah. by the time they're 20. Right. As you're trying to figure it out, yeah. you feel yeah. like you have some understanding. They've totally moved on. Mm-hmm. And it happens so quickly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what Anna and I were talking about. She's like, she feels like she's been pregnant forever. Right. And yet it's only been a blink. And it's been tremendous change already in just six months. Right. right Both right. are true. Right. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just kind of acknowledging it. Yeah. Right. It kind of lets you like embrace the moment a little more, spread it out a little more. Hopefully. Smell it a little more. Hopefully. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, I find that's, you know, whenever death visits me or visits somebody I knew or know, I guess would probably be a good way of putting it. I always found like with, well, like with Carlos's death. Yeah. It, it, there's, it, there's like two totally different ways to go about how you're going to view this with it whether it be a parent a teacher or whatever you know someone who means something to you and it was funny because i always found that they feel closer when they're not right next to you in physical form mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's like yeah i i can call on car i i can think of carlos and boom he's like he's right there right you know and i can feel his presence and there's nothing to like if he's face to face, you can marginalize that a lot more than you can yeah. when it's not. And there. take it for granted. Yeah. yeah. Put up our buffers. Think mm-hmm. about other shit. Yeah. When we get down to the essence and the core of it, that's all there is. Right. Right. There's just this there's presence. love. There's connection, and an appreciation that that gap, that distance has changed. Right. That you're right. close into it. Mm-hmm. That they show up. Yep. And it's yeah. You know, and then so like missing someone I, I, I like even with my, when my father passed away i don't yeah there's not like a sense of missing oh, I, I miss my dad so much it's like no i i that doesn't hit it's not because you know the relationship was horrible or whatever you know, it's not that right it, it's just i don't mm-hmm. it if i think of them it's like they're right there there's no missing that I think the connection can be deeper in that we misconstrue missing for regret and how we treated the time when we had them there with us in person. The things that were said, the things that were unsaid. Like I I said, losing extended family today and thinking back to the last conversation, I can feel a sense of him and the love for him as he passes on. Mm -hmm. At the same time, there's that regret that that was our last exchange. Right, right, right. In dealing with family trauma. Right. Right. Maybe we'll have a conversation connection on the other side of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that's that's different. That's a missed opportunity. Right. And I can't put that on him and missing him. Thank God he's not suffering. He lived a huge full life. Right, right, right. right. But I missed those opportunities seemingly to connect, to come back to those conversations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's hard to live with, to accept. 
mm-hmm. which means I have to delve deeper into uncomfortable feelings, forgiveness, and to create a space to even be open to the connection. Because right. that's what's in the way of it, is my baggage. Right. Right? Well, it's not the connection. The connection can stand on its own. Right. Right. And those deeper connections, I mean, you know, because when we were just in Dieta for the last month, there was a, so the plan I was using, Ahosquito, it, I mean, I don't know if it does it for everybody, but what it was doing for me is I would take it in the morning, 6 a.m., and I'd go lay back down, and the minute I would lay down, this is after about five minutes of sitting with it, I would lay back, I would lay down, and immediately I'd be sit, I would be in a dream, like instantaneously. Right. And then go through like a whole experience, right? And then, but no, I'm in a dream, but know that it's really the quality of it, the feeling of it, the presence of it is no different than it is here. Mm-hmm. And then if there were some dreams where it's like, you know, okay, there's, there's, this is done. I could, I would just wake up and just be laying there in my tambo. It wasn't like no crossing, no thresholds. It was like being tossed through them. Mm-hmm. Well, one of them was super interesting because it's been reverberating through me is I was at a ayahuasca ceremony, right? And it was with people I didn't know. But there was a bunch of people there, and it it was like an amber color, almost like wine, right? Like you could see through it. it wasn't thick and brown. And they served us, and you know we drink it. We're going through the whole thing, and then these group of people come up. They're like, "Hey, we need to. We need you out of the room, right?" And at first, I'm like, "Yeah, but what? what? <laughs> you know, like, what am I, I doing do? something wrong here? What did I do? <laughs> no, no, we need you outside of the room." I'm like, right. "Oh, got it." So we get up, walk across this hallway, and there's another room. And there's you know, eight or ten people in there, and I go in there, and they said, "These people need your help," mm-hmm. right? And they were all Westerners, which was interesting. Because it was mixed, you know, just a bunch of different Peruvians and whatever, you know, all kinds of different people. And so I'm helping them, and they're getting led back out, right, back into the ceremony room. And then this guy puts his head in the door and says, hey, we have a special one here. We go. And they sit this guy down, right? And he was kind of, it was kind of blurry until he sat down. I looked at him. He just kind of hunched over, kind of breathing heavy. I said, you doing all right? And he looks up. It's my mom's dad. Mm-hmm. And that right when my grandfather looked at me, it was like everything took on a sense of reality that was far beyond anything else I've ever, you know, far beyond what we consider experience. Because it was everything was all the 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 smell, the view, the emotion, everything about it was like hyper real, like beyond, you know. So it's like I'm actually sitting here with my grandfather right now. Right. Right. And he sat up, he noticed each other, you know, and I asked him, I said, you still grieving? You're still grieving. And he just put his head in his hands. He's like, yeah. It's like, you know, you're right. still grieving your son. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. his son died. You know, my uncle died when he was in his tw- early 20s. Right. Which is the worst uh, thing for a parent to go oh, through. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So the connection maintained. And there it is. What baggage then keeps us from connecting. Right. From actually being able to look into each others eyes this right. realm or the other right yeah i can't answer that call he's it's, still you know, grieving his son right it's interesting disconnected from the son that also is in another realm right and what i found it interesting is like when i went through that whole ancestral thing with my father's lineage right. so there's a lot of stuff in there that just wasn't pleasant a lot of violence really. you've told me yeah, yeah. yeah there's just a lot of stuff in there that's not yeah. good for sure and but with my mom's side of the family, it was like that was the magic element. 
Mm-hmm. That was like, you know, my grandfather for me, and I'm sure that is for most people, but the way he carried himself and the way he presented himself and just the presence he exuded, that that was my male role model. Right. right. And so then when Danny, his son, my uncle, got, you know, cancer and just gone quick, too. And then he, yeah, three or four years, you hang around, but it's, something was different. Then after that, he just moved away and didn't really have talk to the family much my mom talked to her but yeah it wasn't really it's like your grandfather was gone pretty much you know and it's but it's interesting because going into that side which is what i spent a lot of time doing out there because it's never been a thing because there's no trauma in it there's well a little bit i guess that's trauma well yeah 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 that it's part, just yeah. not in your face right it's not that dark ringing in your yeah. head like not that it's dark. not that it's yeah. the dull ache and grief right, right, right. That can last generations. Yeah, crawling underneath that, really. And seeing that side of the family, right? And what caused all those little rifts? None of it was anything, like, um, intentional. Yeah. Right? All the, all the pain on that side is circumstantial. Just, that's life. It just happens like this sometimes. Right? right? And, and feeling all of that. And then, you know, uncovering that. And actually accessing that living, breathing bloodline that's they're still there. Right. You know, and it's to me it's like I the only thing that ever really brings me to be able to have those kinds of connections where they're much deeper than, you know, just he was my grandfather, he passed away. Like it's a still ongoing relationship. It always seems that it comes after those moments where like a death. Yeah. Like sitting out there in the jungle and you know, having these thoughts come in. And I wasn't trying to stop. I'm like, yeah, you guys can chatter all damn day long. I'm just going to hang out. Because, you know, and then it was go through these patterns, and I'd recognize the pattern of the thoughts, and it would just turn into this, like, energy that, again, I'd lay out on my bed because that stuff kept you dreaming the whole time. I'm still 30 days. I'm 55 long dreams. I mean, I was going to write them down, but I didn't really feel a point to. But, you know, working in that sense with all that was was really incredible and what it would end up doing is thoughts would just become these little symbols right and these symbols were part of a structure and it would go down to like a base root which would be in an experience that i completely forgot about right so not trying to figure anything out just letting everything unwind and unravel we first right as soon as it's that's the journey back system, and forth right. i mean think of all the metaphors the river sticks yeah, 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 yeah. the transition the illusion and the veil between worlds mm-hmm. it's not the destination that can change but to maintain connection to those whom we love mm-hmm. in both realms and to not forget and be able to travel back and forth right. and remember that these realms are intricately connected in ways beyond what we can understand Mm -hmm. and that we're not alone in it Mm -hmm. that we belong with the plants and then with these specific family members he's not gone right your grandpa's still there and sometimes the grief and the work i learned a new word when i was in ceremony was psychonaut (laughs) i never heard of this before it wasn't psychonaut psychopomp Sorry. No, no. Oh, oh, okay. Not we've heard. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. 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 It's not where I'm going with Psychopomp. it. A psychopomp. I never heard of this before, and I was reading a book about after death relations and going to ceremony in fourth year, and which is old age. It's 
going around in the north again. Mm -hmm. The wind, the air, right? The ineffable and the intangible, right? And dealing with that. And so I'm looking at this and I read this word. I'm like, it's a psychopomp. I never heard of this before. And then that night, third night of the ceremony, I ended up sitting with a brother and getting deep into it once we got into the medicine with the fire because it was scattered before that and there was a lot of distractions and it's really hard to stay with that prayer and stay with that focus especially when you got people competing for so much attention but man once it cleared out and this just conversation opened up because i'm used to just keeping that fire one person goes out there and just quietly shh, you just go and do that work and a couple brothers came out we're like hey man we want to sit with you something's up we just want to sit like if we can help we can help but like i'm like all right then let's get in there and the fire and the attention from being exhausted tired in this almost drunken conversation that was going on and going sideways just whoosh, sharpened up right as we started talking and one of the younger brothers told me about a near-death experience that he had and I was like, all right, let's bring the attention back to what we're doing here. And it was right there with the fire. Then other brother comes in who had traveled up from Tennessee with my uncle. And we start talking. And he starts talking about his travels. And he goes, yeah, and in my community service, I'm a psychopomp. I'm like, all right, bro, I'm listening. I don't know. Tell me more. <laughs> I don't know What's going on? So what those words point at and what brother does, I'll just tell the story. His daughter was living with a couple um, out of state. You know, his grown daughter was living with a married couple. And first, uh, the young lady uh, overdosed mm. and died in the house. Mm. And then her partner shortly thereafter took his life. And so daughter was talking to dad and was like, things are unsettled here in the house. Like, I'm getting the eebie-jeebies, poltergeist kind of stuff. But it wasn't Casper the friendly ghost. She was not feeling comfortable or safe in her own space. And so dad had already started engaging in some of this training and some of this medicine work. And spirit put him to work as a community service to send him out and to go and connect with lost souls. And so he went and connected in a different plane, mm -hmm. had never met this young couple, had details and descriptions that his daughter was like, wait a minute, what? Mm -hmm. Just kind of undeniable details. But he went and connected with her on a different plane, a different level, and said, hey, um, I've been sent here to help. You know, there's healing for you to go. Like, our people, they're waiting for you. The help's here. It continues. You belong. I don't know if you know this, but you passed. And she said, yeah, I realize I passed, but I'm not going unless he comes with me. He's stuck, too. Like, it kind of clicked in place. So, brother went and connected with the young man. And the young man was really scattered about it. He didn't know. Mm -hmm. Suicide can be that way. 
Mm-hmm. A lot of those lessons I've been told for a long time by elders, a lot of those things are not optional. And it means we're going to have to start over on some of those lessons. Mm-hmm. So he was really scattered. So he went and connected with this young man and same kind of thing. Hey, you know, there's help available. Our people are waiting for you. You know, the work continues. You died, but there's healing available for you and you can keep going. And once it clicked in, there's no, oh, wow, thanks, buddy. That was great. There's no thank yous. There's no praise. There's no applause. They're just gone. And they move on. Mm -hmm. But they're stuck in limbo in a space and unable to transition. Mm -hmm. The journey you're talking about is why I bring this up. Yes, there's work on the ends of it. But to me, that's less important than the ability to be able to travel and maintain connection. Mm -hmm. A sense of, oh, shit, I died. I don't want to be stuck here in limbo because of trauma, because of connection to somebody else, because something went down. Mm -hmm. The work continues. Mm -hmm. The ceremony continues. Our family, our relatives are there that sense that your grandpa was passed and his son passed, but there still was no connect. Right, right, right. right. That's a limbo space. To me, that's psychopomp work. Hey, grandpa, you know you passed on. But look, our people sent me here Mm -hmm. to come connect with you and look you in the face and let you know I love you. And when you're ready, come on in. That was intense. Yeah. So that ability to go back and forth, I think that's the practice. We're so scared of like losing ourselves and mention it and our ass cheeks clench up, right? Because we think what we've accumulated and like our identity is so fucking precious Mm -hmm. that we forget who we are. Because we don't know what we are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very much so. I mean, uh, you know, I look at how many times that just death of little components of, of identities I've gone through in the last 30-some years. Yeah. Willingly and consciously and painfully. It's like, wow, this is kind of a trip. But every single time, all it does is make more room for something that is more you than you have been. Oh. Right? And, and I'll tell you this, when death comes and stands behind me and gets that close, I'll tell you what else happens. My soul's in the body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It ain't 10 feet behind me. Mm-hmm. It's, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> I'm going to try to look you in the face. Yeah. But I feel you. Oh, yep. Yeah. Yep. Warrior stance. Yep. Got it. Yep. Sit up. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's how I feel it. Uh-huh. kind of gets you. Just, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah pay attention if we gotta go we gotta go mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but i want to go as intact as i can I, you know so i find that interesting that that's when the spirit the, the soul is in someone's body the most is right before death is about to take it oh. or punch it really hard oh and let it know hey i'm here yeah. yeah you're wasting your time and i'm here 
And that's the gift to our other relatives. And without naming names or sharing other people's experience just to point at it, I see that happening with dear friend of mine in those conversations and connections that have been so hard to have are starting to happen. They're starting to open up. And the loved ones directly around her starting to soften and being willing to have those hard talks and actually receive the medicine that's in it because there is. Well, you know, I think there's no bullshit. There's no giggles in the grief. Right. The grief is this connection to the sacred that is so crystal fucking clear where sarcasm and other things, you got to sort it out and figure out like what's real. Is this joy? Is this manic nonsense? When it's grief and not despair, it's a clear path. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Clearest. No doubt about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. And so that's the practice how to stay connected and be with the grief be witnessed in the grief our uncle taught me this he said we witness each other in grief so that we don't slip into the pit of despair right Mm. i can't walk in there with you he said but i'll be right here and make sure that you're going to come out of there that you're not going to get swallowed up and i got a hand here to reach out and and help pull you out Mm -hmm. i was like wow owl medicine Thank you, Uncle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wasn't taught that till later in life. Right. I kept it hidden, well, private. Was, I found that that grief, that knowledge of loss, of true impermanence, quicker than you might think. That always, because you got the other side of that, which is happy, everything's great. Happy, everything's great. Is it's nice, but it's just like you're bouncing around on clouds. To where grief, sadness, you know, that when death visits you and shows you that you really don't know know much about what's going on, but you're it's like it's like it presents you a darkness. You got to feel your way through. Right. Right. Gives you see your way with it. Gives you perspective. Yeah. Because in the light, you see, you know, you see your way in the light, but you have to feel your way through the darkness. Yeah. I'd say it's more than perspective that comes with walking the path. It's in an illuminated road. And I think it's rare when we have a clear illuminated path before us. Usually we're wondering and, and just like it's all choose your adventure. Death isn't that way. Right? It's like this is your time. It's pretty final. Right. So that is illuminated and presented. And that's when we have a chance to either have our last dance or not. Right? What does that mean? How do I want to go out? What are those conversations that need to be had? Mm-hmm. Right? Who's in the room? Who isn't? Well, I don't have to go there. Right? With what level of support? What level of care? What level of humility, vulnerability, embarrassment, all the shit, right? That can come apart as we age or are sick as well. And having to be taken care of as infants and come in full circle with that in a lot of cases, Mm -hmm. right? That's one of the biggest expanding vocations in this country and I'm sure around the world. Nursing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A lot of things vacillate. That does not end a life care. (sighs) Bigger and bigger need. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right 
and I would say all I'm being taught about that is how to relax and how to stay in the room. We talked about that right before we went on. Mm-hmm. What do you do? You ask me mm-hmm. when somebody passes. Instead of saying, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. And I said, well, I'm trying the best I can to acknowledge those moments by moving closer, by leaning in mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. instead of buffering out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did they live? Right. What was your relationship with? How are you feeling? Those are not usual questions. Those are invitations for people to actually share instead of like, oh, death, well, that's uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Okay, but can we get back to what we're doing. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking this trip. You want to hear about that? It's like, no, What's the least you can no. do for somebody? Because, like you were saying, it makes you very present. So, as the person with the person that's experiencing the loss, the least you could do is be present with them. Because they're at some of their most present when they're going through that, and you can just be transient and just, oh yeah, okay, oh yeah, well we're getting ready to go on the trip, like you said, or you can actually be there with them. No, it's reciprocal. There. It's an invitation for them to be also present with what's going on. Yeah, the loss of somebody or dealing with their own mortality. Instead of putting on a happy fucking face and trying to carry on. Yeah, that's right. And actually be able to dive in and like, okay, how are you doing with dying today? Yeah. Oh. And that's through so many different cultures have been so many different things. Like sometimes they sit with the with the deceased and they sing with them for X amount, like 40 days or whatever it may be. And. Sometimes the, the, the whole leading up to his pre- preparation for it, I think it's just death is kind of bastardized in the, in the it's just, society. It's just supposed to happen and get it out of your face, and that's really not the, how it should happen. I mean, <clears throat> you know, it's yeah. like when a loved one passes away, you don't just immediately pick up the phone. Yeah. you got to have a moment, a, a very strong moment there. And again, those are one of those moments where you could just fall to pieces in despair. Or you can really, like you said, lean in closer to it and really feel what's going on so you don't marginalize this grand moment. Because, hey, leaping into the mystery, that's a grand moment for anyone. That's right. And to hold like a space for it. Right. You know, we, they, we might call it vigil, but it's really, what would that be? You know, oh, my grandma, my grandma. No, it would be more like a, oh, like when my father passed away, I sat with that, you know, while, right after it happened, just sitting there with it sitting there with it and i you could if i'm not talking about it when i was i wasn't talking about it, i was just with it like you said leaning closer and things that would not have been obvious became the most obvious things right, right? it's like i'm feeling this expansion inside of me right almost like whatever the power is in in him it kind of goes into you I don't know how else to put it. It's almost you get expanded somehow. And I was so focused in that. And my sister, you know, she was sad. Just, you know, just, I, I wanted to see him. I wanted to see him. It's like, well, it's not that long. He's right here. I mean, you could actually see him, you know. And, and when you lean in those moments, you know, sadness, even if there's no one around. If you lean into sadness, that's a window into infinity. Mm-hmm. Way more than bliss and joy is. Way more. Yeah. Let's enjoy. You're just on a cloud enjoying it. Mm-hmm. But to peer into like mystery, it takes those kind of moments for that to happen. You know, that's mm-hmm. why, you know, death, as much as people might think it's a bad thing, you know, the way I was taught, it's an advisor. 
Mm-hmm. It lets you know that, oh, when it comes, when you get that feeling, you could just ask, are you going to take me right now? Am I going to die right now? No, yeah. you're not going to die, which allows you to take a breath and realize that the moment you're in isn't your death, but it calls for your presence, just like death will. That's right. And you what else right? is going to help us live correctly? Right. Right. Whatever that means to us. Right. Yeah. Knowing it might be your last act. Those promises <laughs> yeah. we've made to self and to spirit. Right. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How are we fulfilling that? And I don't talk about promises lightly. I mean, like, no, the real shit. Mm-hmm. What is our commitment with life? What else is going to set us on our path to that? But the reminder, the knowledge that we're going to die. Right, right, right. Right. If we're going to be actors in the world, for sure. If we're going to create a stage and act that's part it, of the deal. You, know. you come here. It's a round trip ticket, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. True. You're not getting your passport stamped. Yep, yep. You're uh-huh. a permanent resident. Try to slip through. Yeah. <laughs> you'll, just, you'll just slip underground. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Or in the belly of another. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was in the jungle. I was reading a lot of Carlos' books and stuff, and, and there were some that were just profound. I, I quote so powerful that I wrote them in my journal so that. I would have them to keep reading easily, so I don't give them to the book to find them. You know, it's just like, sure. and, and part of it was, of course, Carl, um, Don Juan talks about death as an advisor and sits on your left shoulder, and that that well, it comes in from that. Direction. Yeah, but in the, yeah. the notion, yeah, yeah, yeah. when you're so in, not, that'd be a lot, bro. Yeah, yeah I don't know. It, it's <laughs> it's over your left shoulder. How's that? Perhaps? Comes in that comes in from that direction, right. inevitably. But he talks about how the 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 path of the warrior. That there comes a time when you realize that death is sitting on the mat next to you, as you're you're facing this 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 world, this battle, and you're walking this path. And when you realize that, that everything gets a lot more serious, in terms of what your actions really mean and and the impact they have, yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah. that it is only through death that anything has power. That all power, like personal power, this power of of being and presence, is always touched by death. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does say that. Yep, yep. Yeah, that mm-hmm. whatever death touches becomes power. That's it, mm-hmm. precisely. Right, and it, and it will touch your sadness and give it power. Which you know, you've always felt that way. Right. And as I've even sitting here talking, I was just thinking back to my mom's death, which was a huge impact on me. Right. You know, she was a huge impact in my life in so many ways, and still is. And these last ten days of her life, I was able to be with her, and and that was potent and and watching her not just face it but actually welcome it like getting to a point of like i don't want to live anymore and i was like oh are you sure like because we can probably do some things here to give you some more life and she's like no no right this is my time and it was i was astounded at her bravery her courage and then just moments after she passed is when i was able to be with her and hold her hand and just ball crying, not at anything in particular. Right. Just ball at the the passing of my mom, and and to have the room to myself by myself with me and her, right. and the power of that was profound. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And in her death, actually, I found a lot of freedom. I kind of always suspected that I would that when she passed, somehow I'd feel more free to live my life as I wished. And oddly, I have felt that actually. 
which is stupid. <laughs> That's an intense statement. <laughs> which is stupid because I, why not just live your life as you wish anyway without the permission of your parents or anything, but somehow that has actually come to pass to be true. Sure, sure, sure. Everybody's on different trails. Yeah. yeah. Some of them just have a, they're just, they got different trees on. That's yeah. all. Yeah. You know, it's not a, a thing that's yeah it's not really all that individual there's probably a lot of people who feel that way yeah probably you know because i mean i knew a lot of kids growing up whose parents were like such a overarching figure on them mm -hmm. that they never even in their 30s and 40s they never got over trying to please them mm -hmm. yeah right so there's always that element of it and they never could get free of that within themselves yeah you know i mean i think i think that it's interesting for me because you know you look at what does death touch your central nervous system I mean, it really just gets right in there and where you feel everything, right? And it zaps you in your presence. Just pokes your liver a little bit. Boom. Hi. You know, it's wake you up. You have to be present. You know, and, and I feel blessed that death has visited me many, 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 many times in many forms. <laughs> it's an initiation. I think that that's a commonality with what you both are talking about right because you can still feel beholden to parents and others if you haven't transitioned if there's not an initiation of the child into adulthood mm -hmm. because for that to happen the child has to die mm -hmm. that's a very risky thing if you have a connection with your child and i've been through this on both ends now then we were talking about this earlier mm -hmm. it was a risking of the relationship in a risking of closeness and connection to let that dynamic and relationship die as it was mm -hmm. to sever those cords as a son mm -hmm. to go out and find mentors and to look for initiation from teachers mm -hmm. male mothers specifically hmm. which did not coddle my ass that's just unrelated men that loved me mm -hmm. and took some time with me to mm -hmm. teach and say hey i hear all your shit but this fireplace is also for you we'll pray about that but right now let's take care of this yeah mm -hmm. and on the other end i had to be willing to let my children go on that level not knowing if that would come around full circle mm -hmm. right to actually connect and forge a new relationship as grown adults mm -hmm. yeah totally different dynamics and I haven't always had that relationship. There's still a lot of snapshots and things that are being held on to, uh, I would say particularly with my dad, mm -hmm. who's kind of passively dying and going through a lot. Those are hard conversations to have. I talked to him a couple days ago, and there's this kind of bemoaning his chance to start over, to study this and this whole aspect of life, and it's like, Man, here's the thing. The gift is is that we're a part of it, whether we're really understanding it or studying it from this angle or that angle or can teach about it. The gift is that we are a part of it, mm -hmm. that it may continue. Hmm. That's it. Yeah, pretty much. Right? Yeah. The bemoaning is the regret list mm -hmm. and the Polaroid pictures that we're clinging on to instead of clinging them or cleaning out the dusty cobwebs to actually spend the time to connect with and get updated versions of of who people are 
Instead, we replay the same memories. We look at the same things. We got our memories on Facebook. You know, we go through it and through it and through it. And we fixate on stuff and rewrite history that blocks our opportunity and ability to connect on any level. So death doesn't come in as a metaphor. Right. If we're going to change our behavior, usually when things get uncomfortable and painful, mm-hmm. and we go through an ordeal right that's what initiation does yeah it's an ordeal Mm -hmm. there's a sacrifice there's something that must die right to be able to connect with the men the women and with a sense of the sacred with whatever it is that we call god or whatever we hold sacred But we're not going to find that if we stay in the same patterns. No, 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 no. It's not. If we don't engage that, then it's the last minute stuff and you're trying to clean up the whole life on the way out. It's like, man, good luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That doesn't work. You've been hoarding for 60 years and now you think you're going to get all your housekeeping done today? Good luck with that. That's why, you know, it's like when Enrique, you know, he'll talk about the dietas that, you know, anybody who's going to do this work, the dieta is the most important thing. And I can totally, I totally get it. Totally get it. And, uh, you know, when you're working with that, I mean, that's pretty much what you're going through the whole time is you are, it's like it takes about 10 days, eight days to really get decontaminated, right? And after 10 days now, pretty much the content is you. Before that, it could still be all just tapes playing off. Just right. The jungle doesn't even want to smell you. Right, right. So about eight days to get decontaminated, and you're going to the bathroom like every 20 minutes. It's nuts. You're just peeing for 20 minutes. Every 20 minutes? For about about four or five days, you know, just flushing you, flushing you, flushing you. You know, and then, but after about eight days, you're decontaminated. And after 10 days of drinking the medicines that they give you, you're saturated, right? And what it ultimately does... pretty much i think all the plants work this way first they get into you they push through your thoughts first they they don't engage any of that they just keep going and going and going whatever that medicine is it goes to the core into your central nervous system and that's where it's actually functioning the roots yeah and it's it's basically sending pulse waves out that'll tap your brain suddenly you have a thought and then all of a sudden it's like a layer, the thinking layer around the thing that you really want to connect with, whatever that truth is for you, it, it just, it's like a shutter goes through it, it pushes it out of your system. It's very uncomfortable. But you yeah. go through these, like, lay, like, you could feel like layers of a rotten onion coming off of it. Like, ooh, that one looks black, let's get that one off of it. Right. And you're just sitting there peeling away these layers until what's revealed is your, your own central nervous system to yourself. Right? And then your feelings are just dialed in and you can and i found that you could really dive into those things that you know a lot of people think that that was in the past i have no opportunity to change that oh actually you do right actually you do you you have a a way to change the way it's affecting you now Mm -hmm. that's right so you have a way of changing and that's how we see the effects of it right right is the calmness that you have in dealing with situations and what's happening today right right and not having the same reactivity mm-hmm. it just it's not a flat line it's just a little less jagged right. it becomes a little smoother yeah so you get these like little mini deaths really 
and I'll, and what they really well, it's a participation with it. Yeah, 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 for sure. To consciously choose to want to engage with death. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, women know that intrinsically. Sure. With the menstrual cycle, right? We don't. So my teacher taught me to watch and pay attention to the moon cycles and to remind myself how it affects us all. I don't hear the plants all the time. Right. So I got to remind myself. Right, 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 right. I got to pay extra attention. <laughs> <laughs> and it helps. Uh-huh. That's what grandma teaches. Yeah, yeah. She keeps that fire going for us. Yep. Always, you know, sitting there. It's like two things. Make sure you take care of your liver because without it, you have no presence. So don't treat it poorly <laughs> ever. And watch your central nervous system because all things grow from it. So whatever kind of, you know, thorny shit you got, it's rooted in your central nervous system. There's no one to blame for this. Right. You made a choice to not go there with full attention and, and see what it was. So instead of doing that, you created these thought platform structures on top of that to tell yourself a different version of what your history really was. Sure. And, and to be able to back away from that and go back to that source and feel they're that. not yeah. you keep pulling and hanging your laundry on the yeah. on the clothesline even though it's all tangled up and knotted yeah. it, was, it was you don't take the time to actually mm-hmm. okay and so you know if, we were talking about that isaac and i a little earlier spider medicine right it's easy oh it weaves the web like, well, a lot of Lakota and finding out ceremonies, they call it tomi in to untangle the mess. Right, right. Who else can navigate the central nervous system right, right. and actually get in there? Right. Talk doesn't do it alone. No, nope. it doesn't has untangle nothing to do with it. it. It has nothing to do with it. All it's doing is covering it's up. Just, well, and at yeah. best, trying to calm things down enough. Right. To be able to get in there energetically. Right, right, right. Well, to feel secure enough and an ability to have fight and flight when the trigger points come up. That's right. To not fight, flee, fuck, feed, get out of the F's and actually look. Oh, instead you tie prayer ties. Yeah, yeah. Ah. Yeah, you sit with a rice of potatoes and just chill. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you, you welcome in the thing that scares you the most. Oh. You just do. There's, there's something about it. And what scares everybody the most? Same thing, death. It's not so much about anything content of life. Okay. Just that what, what what happens to me? It's like, right. Because you realize there's a you there. Mm-hmm. That's obvious that there's someone, you know, conscious of that. Right. And, you know, and you get, you really can, I mean, once that central nervous system is back in balance, you can peer into those things without feeling afraid. You can really allow like yourself to just put the boundaries down and see where this energy is taking you. Right? It's like okay, so this is what happened, and just really just let go, just see where see where it expands to, see what it's trying to show you. Right? You know, and you know when it comes to you know the the higher states of things, that'll never be a thought. It's always going to be feeling. You'll find out as you need to. Right, right, Right. exactly. I mean, that's ultimately what it is. You can fear losing your house, your relationship, Mm -hmm. your wealth, your this, that, your, right, your, your being embarrassed, you're losing, then the, the esteem that other people have, whatever it is. Sure, sure, sure. It's like, well, even if it goes well, you're going to lose all that shit anyway. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? Best possible outcome. 
you're still gonna die. You're still gonna lose your shit. You're yep. still gonna shit yourself and <laughs> go like we all are. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So I think the acceptance, looking into it, that's the part we can understand and be with and soothe and comfort and talk about with each other and tend that fire. Mm -hmm. And I find, like I brought up at ceremony, when I do and lean into those conversations, there's actually this commonality, but an invitation for people to actually share and talk about experiences that are not ordinary. Mm -hmm. it's not ordinary attention turns out all kinds of people feel a sense of connection and have hits of specific relatives and and guiding spirits and angels and presence of the divine and all of these things and to me what a gift and what an energy to help clear that space for people even to feel permission to actually start to share those things mm -hmm. right because those, to me, are the most pivotal and interesting things that have ever happened to me. Or about sure. some of the most interesting things I hear from other people. It's like, well, what set you on your road? Well, <laughs> <laughs> let's just say... Uh, I've no strayed a lot. <laughs> yeah. It usually starts at the bottom. I got lost a lot. <laughs> and I had to renegotiate with myself and creator to be more compassionate with myself to pray for ease and grace and help to come back to the path and to not be so unforgiving with myself right well that's just another barrier isn't it? relentless is one thing i'm not dismissing that i'm not saying being passive i'm saying i was so severe with myself it sounded something like, creator, if I stray from this path, take me out. Right. It was like, whoa, 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 yeah, yeah, whoa, yeah, yeah, whoa. Yeah, whoa. That's a whoa. That's a whoa. Yeah, 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 that's a Time whoa. number three, I was like, okay, I surrender. Please forgive me. Right. I, I want to reexamine that promise yeah. that I made coming into this life. Please help me. I'm here to learn. Right. Kind I'm of, here to help. Right. I'm here to serve. Here to understand why the promise. I'm here is. to come back and to, <laughs> that's right, mm -hmm. and to take and cherish that. Yeah, because and do it in a more compassionate way with myself and with others. Right. I mean, you know, like watching people that they plan their lives. It's like you realize that life you're planning is way bigger than you, and that you whatever you think you're doing, it's doing it, not you. Yeah. So, what do you have to add to this? Right, and right. you'll find that you know people will sever themselves from it to do what they want, yeah, and it's like I, I, that was never an option for me, because mm -hmm. you know making that dedication that I'm going to walk this road till, you know, until it turns wherever it goes, just this right. is the one that's right for me. This is where I'm going, you know, and and it's weird because you know you can promise that all you want, you will stray. There's no doubt about it. Humans are fallible. But it's in those moments where you look and you realize that you're really careful with what you promise because you you don't even know a fraction, uh, even a sliver of a fraction 
of where that's going and what's causing you to move through it all. That's right. And it's impossible to know. Yeah. In fact, some of the most impactful questions I was asked after I first passed tobacco was two moons said, who are you and what is your purpose? Right. And I vaguely stated my name and started off on some fucking rant (laughs) that she was patient with for a few minutes before she was like, (laughs) you don't know, you're just talking shit. And she's like, this is who I am. Here's my per claro, cristalline, path of heart. And I was like, oh, (laughs) shit. There's those that are walking with intent and the powers behind them. It comes exuding out of them because that's the guidance. It's getting straight with ourselves Mm -hmm. so that we can navigate every conversation, situation, and everything. We think we're going to navigate and plan and control the whole. (laughs) Good fucking luck. Have your plans. If you have any wisdom, you know, you're going to make them and throw them the fuck out. All right. Right? You can get all the choreography you want, but the real dancers, they can dance to anything, anytime. You see it with musicians, too. Right? And they just, they jump in and they play their instrument. How long have you rehearsed? Oh, we haven't seen each other in two years. And they're like, here, pass me that one. And they're swallowing. That, to me, is what I wanted to get clear with. Mm-hmm. Not go putting all my promises and energy locked in all these plans and expectations and things that I was going to put on people. I needed to know who the fuck I am and what I'm doing here. Right, right, right. And I could say in 30 seconds, who are I? I am Matoshka. I am here to serve the sacred through engagement of heart and soul. What are we doing today? I don't know. Let's fucking go. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's different. I don't know what the plans are. I don't control that. Right. Exactly. I'm here to dance. That's it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I figure that whatever's holding the moon and the stars and the galaxies and the universes probably can handle me. I don't have to do you much. Think? Yeah, I think it's doing a pretty good job of its own. It could slap me around like the tides right quick. Yeah, so, for, you know, like, for me, I mean, the path for me, the, the way I've always walked it is, is I don't, I'm just going to do what life puts in front of me. I'm going to make sure that I'm not putting anything in front of that. That if there's a space for me to put something, then I can do something. Yeah, you but get to contribute. Yeah, right. It's yeah. a little co-creative. Right, right, right. Exactly. Seemingly, but, but there's there's those <laughs> chunks where you have no say. This is what's happening, and I actually enjoy those more than when I do have a say. Oh, because there is no say. There is no choice. You're just doing that, and and it's not that you get lost in it. It's like you get really alive in it. That's right, and, and that's why we're it, talking yeah. about it because right. that's the commonality with death. Right, right, right. What are we doing? We're fucking dying. All right. Okay. I had other plans, but that's what's <laughs> yeah, going down to. Yeah. Got it. Yep. 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 And be willing to go through it. Even if you're not. Right. Well, yeah, you're going to anyway. But <laughs> but to me, I think that what I mean by being willing to go through it. That's. Uh, is called staying mode. conscious through it. 
That's not the turning of out. the head. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the journey of the soul, I think. To, There's to, a shift there, though. To me, the way... Here, I'll put it like this. The mushrooms went and put me in the river when I, on my 18th birthday. Right. I had plans. I thought I was going to a rave in the woods, man. I was going to go get jiggy. <laughs> and those mushroom people said, uh-uh, son. We're going to put you up on this mountaintop. Yeah, you see that river? Go get in it. But it's cold. I don't want it. Get in the river. Okay, going. I just got out of surgery at a colostomy bag. <laughs> I'm frail and beat up as a motherfucker at the time. My friend's just watching me. Every bump in the car. Because I had all this shit going on. I was just like, but we're going to the park. Just suffering the whole way. Like the payoff was going to be the shit that was going to change it all. <laughs> so they go and they put my ass in the river, baptize me. And I'm not laying down in it, but I'm crouching in the river. I'm like, uh huh. Time passes. And they go, uh huh. Is this how you're living your life? What? Who's talking to me? <laughs> and they're like, see that? You're facing downstream. There's life slipping away from you. Oh, but mm -mm. just out of reach. I said, you can't control the river. It's bigger than you. It was here before you came. It'll be here after you go. What you can do is turn around. And you can face it. And you can look at time coming at you. And they said, maybe you'll get out of the way of one or two of those logs in the future, we're hoping. <laughs> hmm. And they'll just keep clobbering you on the back of your head. You can keep going like you have been, but you ain't going to survive. <laughs> Death had already knocked me twice. They were very clear. I said, but this is your gift. This is the turning of the head. You face life coming, mm -hmm. what's in front of you. Mm -hmm. You cancel your plans, you listen, and you show the fuck up. Right. That happened right before I passed tobacco. Ask for help. Oh, be careful what you ask for. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because your head's going to turn. And if you're not willing to turn it, mm -hmm. you will be turned. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I thought I was going to get turned, and turnt. I got turned. <laughs> 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 That's how the story goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is the easier way to go about it, and it's the real way to go about Cooperate. it. Cooperate. Yep. Next time death hit me, I asked to engage. It was vision quest. Mm -hmm. It wasn't trauma. Right. It was trauma. It's like. I got to go pray about this and do something about this. And f I, like, I need help. Mm -hmm. Shit almost, is off. Yeah, it's almost like that force always, for me, always pointed at trauma. It would reveal it. Right. It would be like grabbing your hands and you are feeling it. Because there's no way to think about it. And if you did, you're telling a story. Right. But you can feel it coming sometimes. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You right? can definitely. When we start tuning in and listening and loosening the body, like the plants know, like, oh, there's a hurricane coming. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. let's get in hurricane stance. Yeah, yeah right, right, right. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Got to loosen up. We're, we're going to get snapped. 
Okay. Like watching animals behave before a storm or before her. It's that. That's what I mean, facing the river. Oh, your face. Here's the next hurricane coming in your life, buddy. Yep, yep, yep. You want to engage with it and crawl like a worm out there and choose to die? Or are you going to wait for death to come and hit me outside the back of the head again? Right, right, right. That was pivotal. And I didn't get there alone. It was through a lot of support, a lot of ass-kicking, and asking for help and engaging specifically with mentors that kicked my butt and said, get out there. Not a pity party. Go do your work. You didn't, you didn't get pity parties? Hell no. Aww. You get the I got a council of women that chewed me up yeah, and spit know, me right out into my own hands and were like, okay, shithead. I know that one. <laughs> Being those when those grandmother meetings would happen, yeah, you have Multiple to sit there and flank. Yeah, yeah, and flanking the grandmothers. And That's right. Get caught with your eyes coming out of your head. You're in deep shit. That's right. Yeah. Around the world, it's kind of understood. If a woman goes and takes the guy's shit and throws it out the window, we're like, oh shit, what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> if the man wants to do it, you're gonna have to go to the town plaza. You're gonna have to talk to a few generations of fucking women. And you're gonna have to explain yourself. Right, 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 right. That's how that is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's pretty much how it was. It was funny because even watching, like you know, the the older guys, the elders, you you always thought they were in command. Nah, <laughs> they walk into that grandmother's circle and they may as well be one of us younglings because <laughs> they don't get treated any different. And it was so interesting that's to watch right. that. You know, it's like wow, these men defer yeah. to the women. In fact, they told me that they let us have our little ego boost and think it's our idea. And like, we're right. I'm like, "Ah, that's cute. But we're inside drinking coffee and making fucking pie. You go split the. Yeah, be a man. (laughs) Go out there. That's fine. (laughs) We'll be in here. I'm like, how did I do? Did I do good? Yeah, you were convincing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you know, and there was even some of them that they were so had so much power in their presence that even the things that you were trying not to acknowledge they would acknowledge them for you and set up like a whole not set up because that'd be a plan but they would be they'd be aware of like elements afoot Mm -hmm. that could easily be used for Mm -hmm. teaching just happening in the moment and pull all those together and just you get walloped it's just like holy shit out of nowhere well, you didn't know it was coming. You didn't even know. You didn't see it, but it was out of somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but they, I could reason. see that they could always like, see that you walk in the door, they see the opportunity to maybe open your eyes a little more, maybe get the shit slapped out of you a little bit, mm-hmm. and use that whole scene. It's not even them using it. It's just happening. Right. But they're so connected that they They're take, responding to it. They yeah, see they the nuance take, of it. Right. They could Before take any it moment. happens, they're already looking at the mm-hmm. next hurricane or right. the next shit rolling in. Right. Like, hey, wait a minute. What's going on there, bud? Or subtly just like, nah, I don't think you should work with her. You go over there and do that. Right, right. They'll just rearrange the situation, reading the dynamics right. that way. Right. Or straight up just call them out. If need be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If need be, I was one of those that always it needed it. Yeah. <laughs> I just I've always, been there. It I took was me always a the long one. time to start getting the subtlety. I was the one that yeah. always got chastised publicly. Everybody else got taken into a different room, but not me. Now you get this publicly. Yeah, well, 
<laughs> those stubborn uh, <laughs> individuals come in a little self-assured and yeah a little too strong for his own good they used to say yeah you're a little too strong for your own good yeah usually that's a public situation i remember one of them specifically you know when he said that i said what do you mean by that usually too strong to accept help i'm like oh right oh that's machismo that's narcissism it can be yeah fuck yeah yeah, it can be because you deflect and you know and you're so powerful in your ability to deflect because you got strength that you deflect it all and so you you basically keep your foot in the trap and everybody's like hey you're in a trap no i'm not no i'm doing great i'm just fine it's like no you're not your foot's fucking bleeding no no it's fine and you're walking funny you're dragging a trap no no that's that's not that's nothing right i'm fine yeah i'm fine yes every woman i ever loved left me but i'm fine (laughs) (laughs) i got a drinking problem but i'm fine right right i wrecked my car but i'm fine i got fired from my job but i'm fine yeah 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 that's the naive male mm-hmm. that's the uninitiated man yep. that doesn't know how to have the emotional intelligence to delve in those realms well, was if it. you <laughs> do if they send you into a woman's camp they'll put you to work mm-hmm. and that's a hard work because that is our work as men is to call some of those things out mm-hmm. where i had aunties who were like yo so-and-so's coming over to the the sweat but he's just coming up behind women starts rubbing their shoulders and shit they're like yo you need to go talk to brother see what's up with that Mm -hmm. a lot of people in this vulnerable space and people been through a lot of trauma right that's not consent that ain't gonna fly around here right 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 Right? cuddle puddling so there's certain things like that where that was never a comfortable conversation but it's like yo that's dog soldier work right that's being at the camp and being in that circle and actually handling some of that shit. Mm-hmm. Being in ceremony. Going to young brother, don't fucking touch her. Right. She's crying. So what? Yeah. Ask her if she needs help. Yeah. Don't fucking touch her. Don't thrust tissues in her face. Right. Respect her. She's yeah. going she's going through a warrior's fucking journey right now, bro. Yeah. I know that Back one the well. fuck off. Ask mm-hmm. if she wants help. She'll let you know. Mm-hmm. Don't go try to touch her and take some of her power. Yep. Because that's what's going on. Yeah. I remember there was it's one. It's not year. help. Yeah. It's vampire. Yeah, we have actually a story of that one because we had, you know, we were doing some ceremonies and there was quite a few people there. And there was one particular girl, individual, or individually, or, you know, particularly, that she was going through something obviously there's a lot of tears a lot of you know just kind of whining out not not like disturbing but just a wailing from the soul and you know she's one of the prettier girls you know and, and friendly so and all the guys you know i i and you know when i even had to talk to him because they all wanted to flock to her and help her i'm like hey you need to get out of here it's like no we're trying to help her i'm like do you realize that what she's dealing with right now has a lot to do with men and all you are now is you all she has a vision of is all these men standing over her mm-hmm. which is probably what she's dealing with so you all need to go sit back down right and try to take advantage of that vulnerability right well and it's funny because you know the next day a couple of them came up to me to apologize Mm-hmm. And and I they said you know my intentions did, weren't did bad. They apologize to her. Well, I told him to leave her alone. 
right because it's I just see. yeah and I, you know, I said you don't need to go tell her anything because right. it, it, it wasn't anything that i let go on it didn't go on for more than 10 seconds so like yo yo you guys you need to just right. give this woman some room i didn't even go up to her yeah you know and just well, get it yeah yeah unless she asks it's and, usually if like somebody's cry, like with all that i'll just ask right but what was interesting anything that kind of taught me a few things about how one because you know i can be pretty rough with people you've seen it you've all seen it but what i noticed was you know because they would come in the guys would come in they want to talk to me about it because i was pretty adamant you get get the, get away from her and uh they come up and say, you know i didn't have any bad intentions i'm like it, it's not about you yeah <laughs> That no matter what your intentions are, the space she's in and the the experience she's dealing with that's being rebroadcast through it a real way, she's not looking at how you're viewing it. it what what you think right. what you think you're doing, that she's not gonna see it that way. Right. You know, yeah, it's, it's like you, you your intentions aren't obvious. And the fact that somebody leads with that yeah. is usually an indicator that maybe they better go sit with that and check a little bit yeah, more yeah. deeply. You know, I think that's one of the issues about, you know, there's a lot of people out there holding ceremonies who don't understand what they're doing. They think just because no one completely went completely crazy that they did a good job. It's like, no, 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 right. no. Did you protect the people? Right. Did you, can you see, can you look over and see someone and know that what they need is space? That's right. Right. This person might need to step outside for a minute. You know Which what I mean? Include, I do. It's when somebody's puddled in that space to do their own work. Mm -hmm. There's a level of protecting and fortifying the circle. Right. So the unseen isn't being predators and preying on her or them or him or whoever it is. And then you have to check it on the level inside the circle. Right. Inside the self. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. that's the smoky mirror work mm -hmm. right when we see it and find where that is in self because mm -hmm. you can have a tight container but then you have people in there that want to go and pull them right out of it right. it's a disservice right, right. and what are the intents and what's driving somebody so strongly that they're going to interrupt somebody else's work right. somebody else's grief healing process mm -hmm. Mm -hmm that it supersedes that, right. that need to be valiant, that need to be helpful, that little opportunity to show up with the fucking white knight. That's what we call it. Is bullshit. Yeah, we call it the white knight syndrome. It's yeah, bullshit. White knight's very dark and yeah. evil. Yeah. So the white knight dresses in white him so you don't see how black his heart is. You got snot on the face. Uh -huh. There's tissues right there. You don't go put it there and take them out of it because that's not about them. Right. That's about whoever else it is being uncomfortable with what's going down yeah i've always found that like when someone does need help even if you know they don't even say i did i don't hear them say it right it's not like they're help me help me i'll just be scanning the room and it's never the person telling me the person's always the one doubled up mm -hmm. having a little bit of a hard time get you know stuck in something but it's almost like their soul is like towering over them a little bit going this one, this one, this one. Right. And then I'll walk over, and I'm not doing anything. I'm basically connected so much to the presence that is that person that's got the individual down like that, and I just connect with it. Right? So whatever, it, the only th I think the only way you're going to ever help anybody is you have to be able to erase yourself, have your soul fully ignited, 
it interacts with the soul of another and through that interaction it codes whatever energy it's going to bring at that level and then you can basically blow smoke on them a lot of times you just kind of touch both sides of their head and just give it a and they come they you watch them just whatever kind of they had they're just right thank you it's like that's all it takes Right. It doesn't take anything more than that. And as and, a group, in whether it's in Lodge, whether it's in the Arbor, what we do is we pray harder for them. Right. That's what we do. Yep. 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 We send them love. Yeah. I mean, I think in order to really do that well, though, you, the, 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 the undeniable fact that the true maestro is spirit. Period. Right. Period. And if you're going to be doing that, you're not making that choice. Your fucking ass is getting up and moving with before moved. you even know it. That's and right. you already got whatever implement you're going to use right. already in hand. That's right. And you walk right up to it. And I've heard from a lot of people. It's like, wow. How did you know? How did you know I needed help right at that moment? You know, and I don't really explain. I'm like, it's not like it. that. It's I didn't do anything. Right. It's an illuminated path, right, and right. you go to you, it. You have to, and, and I think that's, out. you know, it's like when, because there's a lot of talk in, like, the shaman world that you have to go through the shaman death. You have the death of you. Mm-hmm. There's no you in that. It, and, you know, you get better at it. So there, I know a lot of people that can step into a ceremony space and act very impeccably. And that's fantastic, and that's what it's called for. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of them that step outside of that medicine space, and it's just folly, and it's just unbelievable craziness. Yeah. And to me, what, what's always been an important aspect of it is I didn't want to just be good in that space. I wanted to be able to create a bridge into this world so that I, there's no difference between the two. That's the whole point. Right. right. Why else are we doing it? Right. To have no difference between the power you can access here and there and have that bridge always open, going both ways. Yeah. You know, and I, I find that's really the work at the end of the day is you're building a bridge between right. the world and you feel like and the world you see. what you were talking see. about in Dieta and yeah. visiting with your grandfather, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. How to cross that bridge, right. how to go down the river Styx, how to find yeah. our way and not get lost in the vastness you of know, the it was, universe. It was interesting because even after that dream, when I woke up, I spent that whole day having the clearest memories of chunks of my childhood that were just yeah. completely buried, that were beautiful. That uh, It's like, oh, I forgot these because it went away, pre- what I consider to be prematurely, which negates all of this. Uh-huh. And it's like, ah. And then even getting to see where the point of pain came in that hmm. he might not be able to make his way through this one. That's right. You know, and seeing that from a young, you know, like you're young, seeing your younger self, seeing that and then having your older self, seeing that it really creates quite a bridge between what that is. And Was it a are. similar time frame uh, yeah. when yeah. uncle passed? Yep. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So that, that overshadow and how that affected oh, yeah. and pulled oh, yeah, the family but, apart and the closeness. Yeah. I saw how it affected my mom. You know, when I was of a kid, course. I would just be like, what's going on? What's going on? What's right. going on? But Lost to the see system. that so clearly, it's like, oh. Yeah, that rocked everybody's world because right. you know he was my uncle Danny was, I mean, just the brightest person you've ever met. Not like smart, mm-hmm. bright like uh, light in the room. It's like it didn't matter which room he walked into. Yeah, that thing lit up and participated. There was no stopping it. Yeah. My grandfather had that too, and I know he instilled it in Danny and spent a lot of time doing it because right. my grandfather was the kind of father that could be present. And he would always, you know, my mom would tell me, you know, he would sit us down and just talk to us about life for hours. Right. You know, she's like, much like you do, you know. And uh, 
she's like it always that shifted they were always real close they were all of them he had a close relationship with all his kids but that son of his was you know that was a bright light and he was there was a strong connection to that sure right and all sorts of other losses besides the direct loss of danny right. the loss of those other connections relationships dynamics conversations right, because it ripples family gatherings mm-hmm. interact all of that that right. then the opposite of light the overshadowing right. of those experiences right. and how that ripples through you know and yet even yeah. getting to see like you know remembering things like watching him and my grandma try to communicate after that mm-hmm. i could see that he wanted to try to heal from it and that she couldn't and yeah. that created quite a rift there, which made him undoubtedly. Away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that with friends too. Yeah, and it's like and the wow. loss of a child. Yeah, and I, I, you know, it's funny because even in, in, in seeing that and seeing it again, and you know, and seeing it in some other relative relationships, that's it, you. Yeah, it's like I'm not, I'm not gonna. That you know, it's like I will never let a tragedy separate me from what I know I ultimately. <laughs> Right, so I will go. That's to where, a big commitment. Well, yeah, because where it broke those people, or where they got broken, that it's like seeing it and understanding it, and going through feelings and going through identities and what holds on and what grips on, and really exercising that out. It's like I, I actually feel like I do have the stamina to put up with. You know, if if some tragedy happens, I'm not going to let it destroy any other relationship, and I won't let it destroy the one that has tragedy either. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's always a... I'd say it another way that regardless of the heartbreak, I choose to love. Right. I mean, it it might not always be an open door, but it's an open line of communication. The heart can stay open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? Regardless of the proximity. In fact, that's a teaching unto itself Mm -hmm. is what distance we need to be able to maintain that. Right. However, to me, that's the real work. Yeah. I just kind of... The tragedies are easy to get shit too precious about that the whole romantic poetic notion that our suffering is our gold like we gotta drop that shit that is not what makes us unique right and it was wordsworth is like don't you go telling me that the tree was ever held by its blight right (laughs) and the fruit certainly not a product of it it's like amen bro let's get fucking realistic about it right Sometimes it helps us to grow in a new direction, but there's going to be death. There's going to be loss. There's going to be pain to choose to love and knowing that it's going to continue to end in heartbreak. To me, that's courage. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, you know, you take a look at relationships, right? And I've said this to people. It it always puts a frown on their face, but it's, it's really, there's something profound. If you really look at it, that the best relationship, you will ever have in your life will be have the most tragic of endings absolutely right and it's like well what about divorce well you didn't want to be that person around right but if it's a really good relationship right you know one day they're gonna be there and you're not or you're gonna be there and they're not and often when you talk to people in those long-term relationships there's a series of losses and hiccups and breakdowns and deaths in the relationship and not knowing that they're going to get through it and a whole mending process and ability to come back together Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. inevitably that's where you find out where the real person is if this really is going to be the person you want to be with when you go through that tragedy are they 
the person that they've been the whole time when it was easy or right. do they turn into a piece of shit immediately when the road gets rocky right. and that's you know you become more endeared to that person right and how do you tragedy. do conflict yeah yeah exactly because right? tragedies yeah. aren't always avoidable sometimes right. it's the shit that blindsides you four o'clock on a tuesday mm-hmm. right but conflict in the shit that picks us apart and the resentment like that we get to choose how we engage yeah. with right or you, whether we do or don't you don't choose right? what happens you choose your reaction to it mm-hmm. right because it's there yeah. yeah i had to learn that about myself yeah i can either deal with conflict and being very uncomfortable and risk being close to people or i could just let it stew and i'll betray you later <laughs> <laughs> right yeah. oh the only really real oh. way to do conflict wait i i do that okay ownership yeah yeah awareness i'm gonna have to deal with my shit and not let it be little digs and sarcasm and snide remarks and acting out and talking behind your back and all the shit that i can go to then it's like yeah i have an issue can we talk about this or is this something i just need to work on myself right because i'm going to work on it either way can you be a part of that conversation or not yeah not okay i don't know if we can be friends right mm-hmm. that's a fine line i gotta deal with it because you know you got that point where you know and i've noticed this just in conflicts i've had in my life that the minute it comes up and they're you know you've got what you consider to be the truth of the situation you give it to them it's much easier to give it to somebody than to hear what their take on it is for sure you know and it's so to me it's like the art of conflict it's not the art of fighting it's the art of being able to hit the fucking pause button in yourself and let a bunch of information that you don't want to hear come at you that's right because then you can really deal with that you know i think it takes a good practice i was taught a good clearing practice and the basis of it is to sort through okay this is the fact of what happened right i showed up and i asked for this and you said this okay facts all right yeah that's what happened now what's my feelings about that right oh then i have to take responsibility right well i'm pissed i'm hurt i'm sad not like i feel like that was really that's not a fucking feeling right get into what it actually is and then if i'm doing that then i have to own well what are my judgments right i think this happened but now I got to tell you, I judge that you and this and uh, me, like, oh shit, I have to own that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Put it out there and then see if there's a request. Am I asking for anything? Right. And then there's the other part. What do you have to say about it? Mm-hmm. What's your grain of truth? Right, right. And be willing to then hear that and see if it's a further conversation or just witnessing that but in an ability to untangle the mesh right because i I like to put it all together and tell the story like that's fact right the identity gets tangled up the facts you disrespected me and i didn't like this and where you were it's like whoa 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 wait a minute yeah 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 wait a minute you're crossing the line let's speak for oneself Mm -hmm. what does that mean 
what is it to be responsible for oneself and to not project out and to own our own judgments instead of this new age bullshit pretending like we don't judge every fucking step that we take every step we go out of balance right 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 well because i find that people that you know handle conflict pretty maturely like a child like childishly it's never i there's no ever i it's always you 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 did this you did that you did this you did that it's like okay um when are you going to start to see that all of these actions that you took came from you right and all that does is discharge and unload on somebody Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and at best that person feels better and inevitably the other person feels worse right that's not white knight that you were talking about earlier you need help i am a helper i will help like no no you need to sit back and be aware of the situation yeah i've had another one of those here there was a guy that was living with us years and years ago part of the community he had gone down to texas and you know he, he i sent him down with a bunch of products i had sold right to people just different people in texas you know we, i was running a little business at the time i said hey can you pick this money up and bring it back and he comes back and he doesn't have the money I'm like, well, what's going on? Well, I need a brakes in my truck. I'm like, uh, what? You know, and and it's funny because, you know, he he was explaining himself, and I wasn't forthcoming with any information at all. I wasn't showing any kind of emotion, anything at all. I felt that was strong, right? Stupid move. But anyway, I, I allowed him to say. All right. Well, I went to bed. It was all fine. Everything was fine. Smoothed over. And I'm laying there. I'm like. I can't do this. My, my ex-wife's looking at me. What do you mean? I'm like, I can't. I, I can't. I can't let this. I can't just let this go. So I got up, walked in his room, turned on the light, said, "Hey, I know I what I said, but ultimately, I'm like, dude. Actually, I'm. I got to be honest with you. This none of this is cool with me, and I, I really can't have you living here anymore because it seems like this happens a little bit more frequently than it ought to. I should once is good enough." Yeah. Any more times, I'm kind of thinking you don't have respect. You didn't call and ask, and had you, you might have gotten a different answer. But you just, you know, and then just the whole thing. It was just he had his mom come and help him get out. It's like, oh, yeah, you're never going to stand on your own two feet. And you know, and you find that there's some people that want to be in a community not because they have anything to bring. Right. They want to basically have a bunch of people holding their hands. Mm-hmm. And always being there with them, and always doing everything together, and it's like this is not a, this is not real. Yeah, community folks. doesn't mean you have a bunch of peasants doing the work for you. <laughs> well, yeah, and a community doesn't mean you're it always doing things together. And it I mean, also doesn't mean you don't have to take a look at yourself, right. Because you're always looking Period. at the group, right? I, right. Like when we go down to Santuario, the community that's at Santuario, because it's it's there's community there. It's, it's a little village. It's a little village. Yeah. Rarely are they. Uh, engaged in the same activity together unless it's a building project mm-hmm. they're all kind of doing their own thing they come together once in a while but it's not like we they're attached at the hip by any means and it's not like they're having these long conversations about well what did you mean when you said that there's none of that going on yeah well what i think you, you just hurt my feet you don't hear them sitting there you just hurt my feelings you it's weird it's like there's a common respect and that common respect is you just don't create conflict well and they're also strong people individuals well you know there's there's some that aren't (laughs) yeah (laughs) but it's just the way that just the way that works to where you know in our culture you got to have like a 
right. a support group pity party for someone for at least an hour before you can actually do anything. Yeah. You got to coax people yeah. into doing something and there they just did what they did. And yeah, stuff. yeah. And, you know, a lot of like And a lot of that conversation I would imagine happens while the work's getting done. Right. I mean it happens while you're in process and you're taking care of the kids and uh, you're cooking and yep, working and yep. I mean doing manual labor work. That's kinda how it was with my crews for a long time. Yeah. Rarely she would goes come erotic. Up, maybe we need to talk a little bit more about it at lunchtime or it'd be an ongoing thing, but it's like all right, we got to keep the hands going, keep doing what we're doing, and deal with it as we go. Uh-huh. It wasn't like halt everything. <laughs> we're so maybe have a major confrontation. A Rarely did that come up, maybe. and usually that's when it was like already too far gone. Mm-hmm. It was like, yo, you stole something, or like you've been warned about this. This isn't working. This is the end. Right. Got to go turn the lights on and kick them out. Sometimes. 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 So maybe not strong individuals, just individuals, people that know how to be on their own, as opposed to connected through their phone, connected through their social media, always within the group. They they judge themselves off of how they currently are in the group, as opposed to just their point of their point of orientation is the amount of attention they get from another. Yeah. It's, they don't have a real point of orientation. It relies on the attention and energy of others. It's outside of themselves. Yeah. Right. right. That's what I, I meant by part strong individual. What that not, might not that. be is that we don't have the same amount of time spent with our family and our people. Yeah. We ship the kids off, and like there's some of that. I mean, there's school and so forth. But I think that when you're in closer proximity to family, shit still needs to be done. Right. So it's not that everything's going to stop because you're having a visit and all your relatives are estranged. Right. right, right. It's like they're right there. The kids are right there. And they're present. Yeah. They're not. So there's some in proximity. No, they are. They climb the fucking hill to go get Wi-Fi. It, like, <laughs> they they really? it, uh, multiple hills. They build platforms to a good signal. Like, bro, nobody's really? immune to that. What I'm talking about is the proximity of being with other people side by side. What you're pointing at is you don't have to be attached at the hip. There's something lost when we don't see people and work around them so much. Most people go to jobs that they are dispassionate about. Most people are not looking at other human beings. We're looking at screens. We're looking at a Friday paycheck. Most of us don't have our kids there with us. Most of us don't have grandparents in the house. Most of us don't have sister living next door. I'm saying there's something that happens both in conversation but via osmosis. I can speak to it. Sometimes we don't have to just talk and fill every fucking moment. I do a lot of solitary practice. So part of my enjoyment is simply being here and connecting and not having to feel through the ethers to feel my relatives, but to be able to see y'all sometimes and to feel and, and be in your presence, whether we're doing the same thing or not. This is a different experience than my day-to-day practice. So I'm attuned to it 
and coming in and noticing the difference. I don't think technology really interferes with it, except what we let it interfere. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't work on those household things and cooking with people. I don't have kids and relatives and partner, and I don't have my chickens. I don't even have the dog. I'm dealing with plants and work and occasional people and doing my work in other ways. So I don't benefit from that. And when I get to for a day or two, <sighs> very nice. And that was the first thing in Santuario that I tuned into because what I notice is we arrive and everybody kind of pulls back like, okay, here comes another group. Are they going to say hello? Are they going to say good morning? Is somebody going to go batshit crazy again? Are they going to ask what my name is? Right? And as I gradually just kind of paid attention, first thing I noticed was, oh yeah, with the chickens, little kids laughing. First thing in the morning. Ah, how nice to hear. And first they were very distant. As the time passed and they start coming. Checking us out. What are you doing here? <laughs> Who are you? Right? And making those relations and actually seeing what's going on, it didn't have to just be direct contact. It was just like, okay, they're cool. They're hanging out. We'll participate. We can go have the conversation in the common area in the bench. We don't have to like keep to our camp. Like you could just, I could see it unravel the more we were there mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and the more that people in our group did our work and chilled the fuck out yep. from all our abrasiveness and our self-importance and actually bumbled and fumbled through some Spanish and tried to speak to somebody in their language and ask them what the fuck they're doing. Then Jacob would come up and be like, oh, I'm just over here with my stick, man. Like any fucking kid. But there's something in that proximity we don't do community. We fucking talk about it. Right, right, right. I love that. You know, when we go down there, it's, I mean, Enrique says all the time, you guys are family. So we get, you know, we get privy to, we get to see things most people don't. You get invited in. But, mm -hmm. Yeah, really. Which it's has a been circle. an amazing thing because yeah. it's not just, you know, you're not just going down there for 10 days. I mean, I've, right. I've had many conversations with him that have just been mind-blowing. Yeah, it's just me and him. Yeah. And then there's like a, and all the people down there. I mean, right. gee, yeah, I'm, I treat them like I did my family. Yeah. Half since, since day one. It's like, no, you're family. Right. And we're going to do this work together. Right, and we're going to do other work together too. Right. And there will be sacrifices on our part, and there'll be sacrifices on right. your part, and we're both willing to make them. Yeah, that's a good community. That's right. And every time I go down there, it's just, it's just picking up where we left off. It's not mm -hmm. like you got to re get to know them because right. there's nothing to get to know. They're genuine. Right. Yeah. yeah, and they're doing what they're doing, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that we get to go and participate and be a part of it, yeah. Yeah. and try to remember how to actually circle up. We don't do the circle. We do squares all fucking day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all day. Yeah, 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 yeah. I try to change that. I really try to be the influence, you know, in any group of people to bring it up a notch. Because if it's, it, there's like, if you can bring the awareness, the consciousness, the energy up a few notches, 
then the differences go away and you can actually connect with people on a real level that feels similar that's right instead of them coming in with these you know stories that have got them so isolated and separated from everybody that that comes out in their energy there's the you know really standoffish right. it's like yeah this is or being so it. boisterous and right. loud and dominating that they got to bring it down a couple matches right. like, okay. or the one that yeah every time Ask he opens question. his mouth it's like right. everything just goes into a graveyard like it just takes the energy and just drops it on the floor it's like yeah yeah you need to stop talking because you notice when you talk it you just take the energy right down and everybody's just kind of eh. it's right. like yeah that's not the way to go you know there's, there's ways we can do this you know, but to where the where is the commonality? It's just in the higher states because it's not that it's not in the lower states. I mean, we all feel the same pain. So it's, it's nobody right. says any different. Right. It's just that the story we're so attached to the stories we think it's different. But in the higher realms, there isn't a resistance. So the commonality is much more obvious. Right, which brings us back to death. Right. Because there may be suffering to get to it. Right. However, death itself is not the same as suffering. Right. And often it's an end to that suffering. Mm -hmm. So there's something that actually transcends that pain if we're willing to delve into it. Mm -hmm. Right? But often we don't recognize that. And the person that's passed, they're gone. And really what we're wallowing in is our pain about it. Mm -hmm. Our regret in it. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's a huge relief for them. <laughs> relative to the past today he was dealing with a lot of stuff a lot of physical pain he's been at it and going for years and years i'm sure that's a huge relief for him right even seeing it coming i bet for a lot of family members it's not the pain's now right now they're shouldering it right right and that's how it goes but i think it's one of those things that drops away right because there's a closeness to it i mean the ikaros i was amazed after sitting down in the jungle for a couple nights and we were talking to the group we were in the kitchen and somebody said something and kind of brought up death but not directly mm -hmm. i was like well yeah aren't you listening to enrique how many fucking times does he have to say it Fifty thousand times in three languages. Oh, you needed some medicine. Well, that had to die. Oh, you needed some wood. That had to die. You make some ayahuasca. That had to die. You're gonna have to die. And so the people in the group didn't even catch that. They're like, "What?" They didn't even. I'm like. Where have you been? Well, I mean, I think for some people, they think they're strengthening the thing they call themselves. They're trying to use the medicine to strengthen what they call themselves. And the, the real way to use it is to find what, where you're genuinely sitting, not some identity. But, you know, I've watched people, they try to add that to their repertoire of how knowledgeable they are. It's like, man, it's right. supposed to reduce no, no, your no, no, need no. for a you. It's humble, bro. Oh, boy. Humble, yeah. The it's teacher humble, said, yeah. here you go. You could be strong amongst men, but you are humble before creating. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. That's how that goes. We come crawling in to remind ourselves. Right. right. I've gotten pretty good at that. I was not always that good at it, but I've gotten pretty good at it. Right. That, you know, oh, okay. Because, you know, people are like, you're not very humble. I'm like, not to no man will I ever be. That's not But when spirit about. walks in the door, you're going to find the perfect servant. Yeah, that's not one of the same. Making zero mistakes. That's right. Yeah. 
because I'm not. Let's encourage each other to shine. Right. And to me, that's what I mean by when, you know, I'm just doing what life puts in front of me. If life Mm -hmm. calls me up for something, I'm coming in at the radiance it needs. Yeah. Right. And I'm not going to be like, well, that's enough. No, no. Right. All of it, if it requires all of it, so be it. Yeah. And all that does is make me smarter with any choices that I have in a free moment where it's not putting something in front of me. I, I, I've actually, you know, after the jungle, it's like, and it was even before that, it was way more focused. It's like, I always want to be ready. In order to always be ready, then I'm going to have to bring what I get, all that, you know, strong potency and ceremony. I have to hold that here, too. Because I have to, I want to always be ready for whenever some wave hits and everything shifts. Right. I want to be able to move with that as quickly as possible. That's right. And there's no tithe. It's right in the language. What do you do? You pay attention. (laughs) That's what you have to pay. Mm -hmm. That's what we have to give. Uh And then you make decisions. But that's all it is. Is I work and, and try to teach people different trades and different tasks and People want to know the ABC, what's going to be on the test. Right. It's like, life's going to test you. You're not going to remember all these details. What I can remind you is you pay attention. That's what you do. That's where you're going to find the answers. That's how you're going to remember the details is by paying attention and going through it and not trying to rehearse and act out some choreographed shit that's not your choreography. Guess what? Some people can do it very well. (laughs) That's not my dance, though. Right. Some people are good at knitting you a wool hat that just is a little too big. Right. It covers your eyes. I think it was Shakespeare. Somebody said, life is not a dress rehearsal. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it takes a while, I think, you know, to break out of that conditioning to understand that how you're really walking this life. You know, nothing, of all the things that I've gone through that have shown me, it's a good kick in the ass. It's like a dark moment. Right. Yeah. Where you got to really feel your way through it. There's no mind to tell you stories about it. You just right. got to go at it. And that's what we get back. It's It's impeccability. But like those grandmas, it's those little gestures, those flourishes. You think about those gestures, right? The intentionality of those movements, of the little saucer that they put out, a little offering they put on the altar and in these gestures. Like that's where I think it can get really exquisite, right both with spirit but with each other too Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. if we're willing to not just blow smoke but sincerely right encourage and acknowledge right Mm -hmm. not cheerlead not but just either sincerely like wow that stability that calmness that you're coming back with right it really feels nice to be around you know it's almost like you know the people that the ones that come in with open doors, you know, that's that's the invitation. If the doors, you know, I, yeah. I try not to like, if someone's not ready to really deal with something, you, you could see there they want to, but they're not really ready. You, you don't bombard them. Let them come to right. it on their own. Let them right. open the door. Never open the doors. Mm-hmm. The alarm is, that's Oh, shocking. geez, are you going to, what's happening? 
so sorry. That's what I was thinking about leaving at this time to get home, but oh, it's good a good conversation. Right. You got a good conversation. Right. Yeah. <laughs> alert! Alert! Yeah. Alert! <laughs> Have that go off in an elevator where no one else knows it's going to happen. I mean, <laughs> doesn't <you> go well. <laughs> if you want to just spike some cortisol, be on adrenaline. Yeah, that go off. Yeah. <laughs> it's a test. How calm are you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Also, if you bombard people with shit that even if they have to work on it, they're not going to take it. No. They have to open that door. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. The skin in the game is that you have to ask. Right. Yeah. I have to ask. Mm -hmm. You have to ask. We all have to ask. And we're going to die. But that really is just, as far as opening the door, that's that gesture. The tobacco. In Anishinaabe, we say... Asema, which doesn't translate to tobacco. What my uncle taught me is what that means is, to put it in English, is I put this here. It's a gesture to acknowledge a teaching and asking somebody to do ceremony, asking somebody a question to Oh, wow, this feather's here. I'm feeling called to, to bring that home and to give to somebody or put on your altar. Asema, I put this here to acknowledge that gift. To make that gesture back with life. If you don't have tobacco in your pocket, Elder said, pull some hair off your arm. You don't need to leave traces and make a mess. Offer something. Remember, acknowledge those gifts. You're going to go gather some herbs, right? You can go build a house and a perch. You know, you go and you ask permission. You go put tobacco there. You acknowledge that there's those that are already there that are living there. Mm -hmm. And that these things that we take and that we receive, that there's death involved. You mean we're not just right. allowed to just do whatever we want, wherever we want to? We can, and we're also allowed to deal with the fucking consequences of that. being unconscious and True just that. blundering through life. Yes. yes. And we yes. could dwell on the problems of the fucking earth. Look where it gets us. Yeah, yeah. Dominators. Yeah. Dominate ourselves into a grave. Mm -hmm. The plants are going to continue. Life's going to continue. With or without humans. But humans, we're not going to continue without them. No. Nope. We think we're the superior fucking being. <laughs> we don't know how to just be in the circle. Life's going to continue. Yeah. May we be a good feast for those little microbes. <laughs> hey, don't kid yourself. Right? This, is this, this world belongs to the plants. It determines if you're going to get up and walk tomorrow or not. They made it for us. Yeah. There's no air, food, environment, right. the bubble, this comfortable womb that we have. Yeah. It has all been provided for us. Right. Right. It's a gift. We didn't figure it out. We can't reproduce it on Mars. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck, billionaires. Yeah. <laughs> there are already fucking satellites orbiting the planet. That's all I need to know. Right. Right. Everybody wants to ascend. A man's path, my warrior's work, it's a descent. Right, right here on the ground. Mm -hmm. Work with people and they come around. Oh, but this and that, you're always picking on me. <laughs> We're going to be here on the ground. Right. Soul this is where life is. Yeah. This is where the women are. This is where the kids are. 
I'm not from fucking Mars. I'm not a satellite in space. This is my home. I belong here too. We belong here. Period. If we're going to circle up, we men, we need to do our work. Women need to do their work. And then maybe our camps can come back together. But we need to do that work. Which yeah. means ceremony, which means initiation, mm-hmm. which means actually getting to it and not putting it on other people. Mm-hmm. Oh, what happened to the relationship? Well, she's crazy. Okay, little brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you attracted to about crazy? Right. What's so enticing about that? Right. And are you stimulating that? Mm-hmm. Right. And you ask her, well, what happened? He's a narcissist. Right. He's a dick. I'm like, okay. Those are vague, immature answers. Mm-hmm. Are we going to do our work? Right. right. Are we going to deal with our attachment shit that we're acting out, that we inherited from our parents and our other generations, and we keep trying to play it out, thinking we're going to get different results? Right, right. Or are we going to keep fucking blundering through it, thinking this time will be different? Yep. Oh. Anytime anybody wants to talk to me about anything, it's like, if they come in vague, that's the first thing I ask them. Why are you being so vague? You, you want to help right. with something specific? Then what's with the vagueness? And, and it's more abstract than it is anything I can actually like get my head wrapped around to even give you any advice. So can you get real with what's happening? Right. Because, well, you know, no, I don't. That's what I'm asking. That's right. You, know, you asked me, so, you know. And, you know, back to the asking, it's like, that's when, when people have asked me, like, how do you know you're doing what spirit puts in front of you? Mm-hmm. We'll ask if it's what you should be doing. That's right. It's like, well, how how do I get insight? You ask for it. That's right. Well, who do, who's to, who do you ask? Well, you ask into what spirit is, and then whoever it brings you to tell you the answer to the question is being receptive and open for when they show up. Right. And you it might just be ritual. creator itself that's going to give you the answer and no one else. You know, it's kind of like I went, the last day we were down there, the last night, it was like, it's like, Spirit itself came right into that room and said, you, just so you know, I'm the maestro. That you can appreciate what I do through people, but I'm the, you listen to me. All that's men right. are fallible. Including and that's you. how we find like, out huh. is by asking how, if we're dedicated to being of service, right. how may I serve? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what I find would that, you have me do yeah. to will to do thine will? Is you know what, what that's about right you know what people so when you know when i say do what life puts in front of you don't put anything in front of it one of the things that people like to put in front of is an opinion about what spirit wants them to do well they do and they also get passive and act like leaves in the fucking wind that Can't just move. have no direction and no saying this happened to me and they're just victims of mm-hmm. fucking life mm-hmm. that aren't actually engaging and taking responsibility for their actions their decisions or their lack thereof right which is a decision too. To not respond is also a choice. Sometimes a bad decision is better than no decision. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Because no decision Maybe. means you're at the whim of someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're gonna you're basically playing roulette. You know, that which is just luck. You know, there's no skill involved, you know, and that's the skin in the game. Bring your skill to that table. Right. So and be willing to make mistakes to learn from it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. There has to be some grace that we are going to stray from the path. But first, we have to engage and decide whether we're walking a fucking path. And actually, if we're committed to spirit 
into actually being a service. Mm-hmm. And what the fuck does that mean? Right. What does that look like? Because a lot of people act like it, but do not really formalize that commitment. Right. It, it's transient. Mm-hmm. Because to formalize that commitment means that you're not going to always be doing what you want to do. In fact, <laughs> often what you think you want to go do you're going to forcefully be told to do something fucking else. And you have to take responsibility for when you didn't listen. Well, that's the thing. Non-compliance is the biggest issue. But I mean, I went to the doctor and the doctor gave me a prescription, but I decided I wasn't going to fucking do it. I engaged and went to ceremony and asked for all these solutions and how to deal with my relationship, prayed about my fucking job and what to do with my life and was given clear direction. But that's hard work and I don't want to do the hard work. That's non-compliance. People want to pick and choose from that. Yeah. Yeah. And often can skirt to another path when it gets tough. Mm -hmm. Joe Campbell said, it doesn't matter what path, if it's of heart, just fucking choose one, stick with it. But that's the work. That's the who are you and what's your purpose? That's between you and what you hold sacred. Who am I to say? Be an avid walker, not a bricklayer. Know who you Brick are. Bricklayer can be sacred purpose, bro. I laid many a brick. No, I don't mean actually. <laughs> I mean the metaphorical path. You can't <laughs> lay that path out in front of you. You have to walk it. You have to know who you are and continue to walk that path and and take what it delivers. You can't be placing every brick along your metaphorical life path right. meticulously. It's never controlling. Yeah, well, yeah. you can yeah. try, but often we find that these paths have been blazed for us. Right, exactly. That's maybe I mean. there's some maintenance to do, but really we're not reinventing the wheel. Right. We're not the first to marvel at the wonder of the forest that we're in. We're not the first to sit in this seat or do anything that we think is so novel and new to us. In fact, all of these are occupied spaces that we just happen to be able to participate in. And that's a different humility because we want to think like, I conquered the mountain, right? And Rumi's like, cool. You're up in the mountain top. How's your wife? Yeah. <laughs> How's your goat? Yeah. Uh, uh. Right. What are you bringing back? <laughs> the fuck did you learn? Yeah, who willingly walks into hell? I do. It's like the warrior walks into hell because that's where the gems are. <laughs> you can bring them back, right? And bring back treasures. Well, and we have to own the hells we put ourselves and others in. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, shit. To stand up and own that you fucking walked in there mm-hmm. knowingly. We usually know. We really usually know. know when it's yeah, sideways. Yeah. We pretend. Well. <laughs> we we feign well, yeah, well, senility well, yeah. and, and ignorance. But it's usually bullshit. Yeah. I can testify. Yeah. Can Anytime I got off, wrong, I, like, you know. I don't know what happened. And Spirit was like, okay, well, then you're going to relive this and dream it over it. I was like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I know exactly what happened. Yeah. I fucked up. <laughs> I painted a target on myself. I did that. Yep, 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 yep. yep. I didn't pull the trigger, but goddamn, didn't I get out the red and white paint? <laughs> <laughs> stood downrange, got out the paint. I stood I up. I wondered why you got hit. 
Literally. Yeah. I ain't even talking in metaphors. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's kind of how that goes. Yeah. I, you always know. I mean, people go, well, I didn't know. No, you always know. Spirit you don't want out. to acknowledge that you knew. <laughs> Trip on this little meek friend sitting in the back seat right before I got capped. Right before it happened, second time I died. Quiet, soft-spoken, gentle, kind friend. Aaron goes, Ben, sit the fuck down before you get shot. Last thing said before I got shot. Hold Man. on, wait a minute. Where you're gonna leave us on that bit of the story? How did you get shot? That's where it's relevant to the story. Okay, it's a story. Yeah, that's all that matters right now. <laughs> Man, I'm, not gonna, I'm never in. sitting up straight again. I'm gonna slouch you from here on out. <laughs> do what you got to do. It's just flying around everywhere. It's it'll change your day for sure. Yep, realign yep. your perception. What am I doing? Why am I here right. at this location at this time? But it's that clear thing of what we're talking about, spirit knocking. Here comes the fucking hurricane. Yeah. Well, bam. Yeah. yeah. I've had many of those myself. What time is it? How long have we been going? Almost two, two hours. Yeah. Should we wrap it up? Call it good for yeah, them? Yeah, we can. He's got to drive ahead. Sure. Don't not don't put it on me. I'm, it on I'm, gone, I'm deciding to sit up straight in my car and do my drive. <laughs> <laughs> but not here, damn it! Uh, you're uh, no. because well, that's the point of the drive is to get elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying because a minute ago you said, "Well, I'm not going to sit up straight anymore." Yeah, you get the story out of me. <laughs> yeah, it's just when I hear a loud bang, I'll start slouching. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a different thing. <laughs> the voice of truth often speaks the quietest. You, you got to be listening. It hits the hardest. Yeah. Yeah. It comes through like a pow. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes we have time to hear it, and sometimes, like, pff, lightning bolts are already in your face. Just announcing it coming. Yeah, I'm coming. That, that, that flash just before the thunder hits you. <laughs> oh, yeah. shit. Oh, shit. Here yeah. we go. A half a second of warning, if that. <laughs> right. Like thinking you're gonna to count to Mississippi, You're like what? No, <laughs> zero Mississippi, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, same present is really difficult. Yeah, but it pays exponentially. It doesn't pay. Well, we pay. Attention. Yeah, if you don't. <laughs> well, I have one of those white night moments. It happened in my life, and only because I was present in myself did i not like the you know we were sitting around sharing and and uh people within the group we, they had tragic pasts and the woman sitting directly to my left had an extremely tragic past her uncle molested her and things like that and right. all i wanted to do was help her and i had that whoa she is there pouring her heart out about something a guy did and you're just going to breach into that space and be a guy you know, she's not willing and able or not willing and ready for that. And you're just going to impose again. Or not in a place where that she can actually, like, uh, proclaim that she doesn't want that, even even if she doesn't. Yeah. Hmm. Well, she you know was I mean? in all things conjecture. Right. Ask. Yeah. 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 yeah, Exactly. Ask. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Consent is timeless. Yeah. Right. yeah. And that was if I hadn't been present and I hadn't been sitting there aware of myself and aware of the situation i would have immediately but because of awareness i i pulled back 
let her finish her thing, and actually found out that the guy on the other side of her did reach over. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, right. and she said, thank you for not, you know, and I said, I was going to, I'm not going to lie, but I just didn't feel right. Mm-hmm. And she came over, and we, we hugged it out afterwards and all that, but that moment was not the right moment for right, her. Right, right. No, no, no. That, I've, you know, you, you watch that. So I, I just don't. I, I can notice that going on. I'll just put a stop to it. It's like, yeah. no, no, no. Because, you, you know, you need to understand you yeah. know, what a person's space is, what the differences mm-hmm. are, right? You know, it's like, and, you know, I think that that white knight, it's it's basically men that have are not emotionally literate. Yeah. That's where it comes from. Like, I'm going to come in and save the day. Maybe they might not want you to save the day. Yeah. And you may not be the knight they're looking for. Right, which is why they ask. And the if part you, you also talk the right about, time. they'll ask you. Yeah, I mean, I've you know, I've had some of the women that you know come through there say, "Can I talk to you?" So, yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. and I'll listen. Like, what, what, what's you know? And then when they're when they ask for advice, I mean, I'll I'll always tell them, you know, it's coming from a man, so I don't know how much it's going to apply, but I can just tell you my observations. And it's something you might look at, but I can't tell you how to do it because I have no idea what being a woman's like. I, mean, I don't know what that emotional richness is. I'm not going to even imagine that I do. Right? Right. I, to me, it's like, you know, I watch these guys and they're like, you know what? I want a woman that understands me. <laughs> I want a woman I can understand. I see you on another man. <laughs> think, well, what do you mean? I'm like, men understand men. You know, I, I've, I've said this to so many of my friends when they come over and have problems with their their significant others, their girlfriends, their wives. I'm like, look, what, what, what are you trying to do? I'm trying to understand why she does that. I'm like, you're not a woman. It's not about understanding why she's doing what she's doing. Understanding why you love her. You don't get to play in her world. You don't get to go into her life and start pushing buttons. You don't, you understand, you don't know that person like that. You know what I mean? And just to be real with it. And in fact, let it be a mystery. And the other thing you said was it didn't feel right. I think that's such an important thing is remembering the body doesn't lie. We don't yeah. always interpret yeah. what the feeling is and what's going on. Yeah. But actually tuning into that, right, to know whether to even ask or not, yeah. mm-hmm. to reach out. Like, mm-hmm. no, not the moment. Yeah. Often when we actually delve into being in our own body, and checking that instead of trying to over sympathize with somebody yeah or to give advice and get into fixing right. that's generally not what people want no it's not usually helpful or what they need yeah mm-hmm. often what we want is attention and to be listened to, to witnessed be, to be seen yeah to be seen mm-hmm. to be seen to be heard not understood and picked yeah. apart but mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. like mm-hmm validated usually that's enough Mm -hmm. i find and there's some medicine in that and like because there's often secrets involved Mm -hmm. and sometimes just in letting go of those secrets and airing it out helps some air come through and start cleansing yep for sure for sure all right what do you got to say about all that Isaac, because you've just been sitting there. I haven't heard anything. I've been soaking it in. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty profound. Yeah. Because I feel like in my own life, I've had quite a few experiences where death has tapped me. It seems to happen most in the jungle, too. (laughs) (laughs) 
And uh, one thing I've noticed is it does change you, not in a way that I can maybe conceptualize and put into words now, but I've always noticed a shift that happens in life after a close encounter with death. Yep. And what's her? I mean, I know that every time, because I went through a series of like really excruciating, like almost kill you headaches. Mm -hmm. And when they would end, it was like I was cleaner. Yeah. Like, huh? Yeah. Something pristine that was not there prior to that pain. And just being, you know, it's like, do you want to go to the doctor? You want me to you want to take a pill? It's like, no, I want to be with this. As much as it's just killing me and everybody sees it. You know, but when that stops, it's like the lesson that I get from just that head slamming, that energetic head slamming, is mighty profound and I don't ever forget. Mm. You know, it, it, it hits that hard. Yeah. Yeah. So without knowing really the differences in that, what would you say? Do you feel advised in some way? Do you feel well? That, that or, was like kind of some sort of direction change, or like how do you gauge that and and stay with that after those those moments and those in, instances? Well, I think that was one of the things I kind of got out of this podcast. Just listening to you guys is. Like using death as an advisor, like like I feel like I could just look in the mirror and be reminded of that just because of what my autoimmune diseases are doing. But it's interesting how often I forget, right? Like you can live a day of your life and your death doesn't even occur to you, mm-hmm. and that's a dishonor to yourself. It seems like it seems that death tempers your actions in life. Uh, so yeah, I guess moments for granted. That's for sure. You won't. You know you won't. Yeah, you will. You'll spend your time doing actually quality things, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Well, it's an interesting question, though. Hey, it's like, would I regret or feel bad about this on my deathbed, or is this something that I'd like cherish as a memory, or you know yeah. what I mean? Like, how how would you conjure that back up, right? if your life was flashing be- before your eyes and you have to recapitulate some of those things, you know? Regret would be a heavy weight to carry. It can be. I think the question is, what can we do to lessen that load and to address some of those things before we're up against it, right? I think that's part of the advising. It's like, not only how do we live, but how can we clean up the messes that come up and keep recurringly or like hey yo yeah where do we put the bodies you haven't had that conversation you need to have right i mean it can't be yeah yeah. could be but i know that's been a thing like some of those things will nag at me till i do something about it yeah and they'll keep coming up (laughs) oh boy until you learn that lesson or actually like have a clearing (laughs) with somebody yeah apologize to somebody Right, like some of the twelve-step training kicks in. It's like I'm gonna try to make amends, right, with others when I can, and with myself. Like those are definitely things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes me think of what Jesus said. It's like you, you go to bring your offering up. He said, "But if you have a you know an issue with your brother, leave your offering there. Go fix that first, and then you know give your prayer." Right. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I, the Mushroom Brothers have taught me that back in the day. was like, 
I guess you could call them regrets, but they're they're more like weights on your soul, like these things that you haven't reconciled with others or within yourself. They yeah, well they said. weigh us down. No doubt. Like you're constantly having a bunch of rocks in a backpack as you walk through life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you got to turn around and clean up the mess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Usually the mess is in front of you, not behind you. Yeah, it's that's what I mean. You know, it's like you got to turn on the face of the river, clean up the mess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to take a look into it, meet it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. those things they, they have their trajectory too. You know, you're always going to meet those things. It's never going to stop. You know, it's like Carlos wins is done. Cristobal, there is no done. There's only continuation. Battle never ends. Yeah, you always have to be present. Yeah. Which is what we always talk about, right? Being it present. all circles back to that. It all circles back to presence. Yeah. Because yeah. nothing can acknowledge death unless it's present. Nothing can acknowledge pretty much anything unless it's present. Right? So it's like that to me is what, you know, presence within yourself is called acknowledgement. What's really there. Not what you think is there. Not what you want to be there. Not what you're trying to smooth over. No, what is there? Yeah, ultimately, everybody does know that. They already know it's there. They just haven't acknowledged it yet. Right. Or sometimes said it out loud. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sometimes, yeah. You guys say it out loud. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like when we were down in the jungle, I remember telling, I don't remember which one of you guys I was telling, like, hey, I, well, I think we were at the end of the last ceremony. I said, hey, make sure you think your plant that you worked with for the last month and make sure you say it out loud. You know, just to yourself. Speak it into the jungle. Right. You know, when we were down by the river. Yeah, yeah, I yep. remember that. Yeah, yeah. Took the purge to the river and sat at the boiling river and just kind of hung out. Yeah. Let it do its thing. It's like, let's cook this once and for all. Let's make sure it doesn't ever come back. What you left here, leave it. Yeah. Be done with it. Because this is the bigger world out there. You know, and it's like, I, I like the idea of maturing. I like the idea of being like a child. But not being childish. You know, and, and it's hard. I mean, most of the people our age, they're big it's, fucking kids. And to have the wonder of it, but not the immaturity, the yeah. helplessness of it. You want the growth of it, the yeah. learning of it, the, the wisdom of it, the, the empowerment of it, the maturity of it. Right. You know, I've said that before in this podcast several times. That it's like we're just children refusing to grow up, and this is what happens when you refuse to grow up. You won't be able to feed yourself can't drive a car you can't figure anything out anymore you're living in the island of lord of the flies yeah yeah we're in lord of the flies and just the biggest kids get to run everything yeah yeah it's kind of dumb mm-hmm. well, yeah hey. i appreciate you guys circling up i feel yeah. pretty complete Thank for <laughs> thanks for the invitation yeah. absolutely it's always good, good to, to have sit you with you. y'all it's good to have you yeah here. good to be seen a little bit yep come out of the cave for a minute <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey anytime you want to come out of the cave you're always welcome yeah man yeah. Oh, it's your, your home away from home thank you of course of course appreciate it I feel it. that way at your house I know it and it's nice to hear too yeah. I, I nice feel that to way at your reminded. house even when you have a snake in the living room 
I know, you didn't even jump or shriek no. or anything. You almost did when I picked it up. Oh my gosh, he does so not like snakes. I noticed. He just looked at me like, what the fuck? I'm like, hey man. He's like, what? I'm like, there's a five foot snake on your living room floor. I'm like, just yeah, like waiting. You left the door open? <laughs> Responsibility, man. I think he came into the dog door. No, he did not. He came into the dog door in the back. He did not close the front door when you came in. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it could be true. <laughs> you guess. <laughs> well, it prepared me for the jungle when that big black one went by yeah, my door. So, there yeah. are relatives. Yeah. We want to shed some skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Rhythm of the East coming up. Well, I, Serpent I, woman. Mm-hmm. Eagle I woman. Scream, I didn't go screaming out of the jungle Same when thing. that thing was shaking my tambo and running across my door. I. A lot of people would have. I just sat there and went. Okay. <laughs> All right. Whoa, that was intense. Because yeah. the whole building shaking while it's just going across right? the deck. Check on the huge. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I kept my screen tight. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to stop it. No, nope. I don't yeah, care. I kept my screen tight. There's that hole there. It's like a snake could come through there anytime. Yeah. And you just could wake up with one laying on your mosquito netting or at your foot of your bed. I mean, yeah. it's, it could happen. I'm just lucky it didn't. I'm glad it didn't. Well, it's so. funny, I didn't tell the story in the pocket, but as I was walking out, you would have that just, just as you're walking out of the jungle, like right. right before you're leaving your tambo, and I stayed in my tambo two more nights, and so when I was coming out for the last time out of my tambo, and I was walking past the trail of yours, it was like, right where these big lizards are always kind of messing around with the leaves and stuff, and I was just kind of used to those lizards being there, so I heard it, and I turned down and looked, and a big black snake with a green stripe down it, about five, six feet long, was staring at me like this about five feet away. It's head up, like about a foot of the thing. And I went, you're a big daddy. <laughs> and he did, I didn't get scared, and he just turned around and went back in the forest real fast. Yeah. But he could have come at me real fast, and yeah, I would have yeah, had yeah. no choice. I'd you right in the face. I don't know. But, it, you know, we <laughs> met. You know, it made we me met, feel we looked better. at each other, we went our own ways, and then I left the jungle. It made me feel better on our walk out there yeah. that even the people that live there jumped. When they saw that snake, <gasps> holy shit! I'm like, yeah he, yeah, he just went off. I'm like, what? What? He's, oh, there was a snake there. And that guy jumped. I mean, oh, when we were on the trail, yeah, 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 because yeah. yeah. it was right there by the road, mm-hmm. and it started slithering. He just, I, he leapt like a fairy into the into the wind. <laughs> well, yeah, he was it. freaked out. I'm like, oh, well, have it's not just things. me. Yeah, people who actually live around these things can happy. Oh, and man. I talked to one of them. Like, hey, what was it? Nobody here likes snakes. Well, I found no, out the hard snakes. way. Even non-venomous snakes can still bite your ass. Yes, yeah. <laughs> they will be an infection in the jungle. You're easy like, to get. Oh shit! Yeah. All right. Well, All right. we'll call it good. That's yeah. it. Episode forty. Thanks, for thanks everybody for being here. Yeah, yeah. We'll have, we'll be on before Monday. So. Goodbye, world. Jamon, no, 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 no